Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. I'm gonna start the show, and we have we have we have a couple callers waiting online. I wanna I wanna get this in before before I start taking calls. These are the following terms that I've heard used to describe people who threw refuse bottles, popcorn, whatever you had at 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 various. NBA stars, whether it's Russell Westbrook or, or Kyrie Irving. Now, everybody knows that I can't stand Kyrie Irving. I think that he's an absolute toolbox. But these are these are some of the terms that I've heard used for people that threw stuff at him. Knucklehead, jerk, jackass, schmuck. All of these terms, these people are criminals. Now, if they if they were black. Notice that this is these are these are these are men of privilege throwing objects at African American athletes. I never heard any of these people called thugs. I never heard any of these people called criminals. I've heard very few outlets call for the arrest and punishment beyond banishment from whatever arena, whether it's TD Garden Center in Boston or whatever arena in, in uh, what they call the Wizards, where my team, the Wizards, play. The Wizards are so bad, I don't even know what the name of the arena is. I've seen and heard people defending these actions, saying that this is a response to people that are fed up with politics and fed up with the players, fed up with the Black Lives Matter movement, fed up with politics. These are overpaid babies in Europe, they throw urine on people. In Europe, basketball. In in soccer, the hooligans. And that this is a this is a response that's a legitimate response based on the players, basically blaming the players. Now, you have a right to boo. I I had season tickets to the Suns. I'm about to about to get to the phones. I don't want to make people wait too long. I had season tickets to the Suns. You have a right to boo. You have a right. I've heckled people before. You have a right to, to do certain things when you purchase a ticket, especially a high price ticket. If you're close enough to hit Kyrie Irving with a bottle, you probably paid four or $500 for that ticket. But you have no right to assault people. You have no right to, you're not a part of the game as, as a fan. But what I'm going to do, we usually don't take calls early in the show, but we got a, we got a couple of people online. So I'm going to go to one of our most prolific callers in the history of the Lance J radio network. This is, this is my guy, Jeremy Winston, Jeremy also known as Jeremy and Dayton, the, the original Paragon cup winner. What's going on, Jeremy? It's been a long time since, since we have talked, what's going on? Good brother. I hear, I hear it's your birthday today. 
Yeah, yeah, you heard right, man. It is my birthday, and uh, so when I saw you were taking calls, I said, it's only good, man. I need to call in and just check in to make we, sure all is going well. We have not heard from you in a long time on on, on the Lance J franchise. What's, what's, what's going on with you, sir? Well, listen, I just want to help out your numbers, man. So I figured let me just call in and right. get your numbers spiking a little bit because, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, you know, I, we're all into giving gifts, but no, that's I'm I'm just happy. This ain't, hey, this ain't, this ain't the old ESPN radio days. I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling a, a a big number, but but nevertheless, nevertheless, it's always great to hear from you. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, you know, I I, I really uh, you know what is what I find interesting in this whole whole situation you're talking about, you know, talking about the NBA, man. If I could jump into that, absolutely. You know, I'm concerned about the I'm concerned about the NBA in the future, man, because. You know, the numbers are dropping just in terms of online viewership. And with KD getting older, with LeBron getting older, you know, these names like Luka and some of these other young – Young names coming up, man. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep the attention of the public. Now, you you, you commented earlier that, that, you know, the NBA is in good hands. Yeah, talent-wise in good hands. I don't know if they're good hands in terms of their uh, longevity and being able to keep numbers in the interest of the match. So, you don't don't think – that's a nice pivot. You don't think that Luka – Zion, Ja Morant, who's who's a spectacular young player that's still developing. You don't think that those guys are going to be able to carry the league, Ben Simmons, guys like that. I mean, they will they will make it competitive. Don't get me wrong, and the talent is pretty significant, but they're not going to be able to keep the numbers on television. You got to remember, LeBron is more than just LeBron. He is a walking, uh, 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 dividing line. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people have, people debate, people root against him. Right. People root for him. Very people want to see, is, is he the best? We, we're not having that conversation with these guys. Right. These are just good talent, but there's no storyline behind it. And I don't think people are going to tune in. Yeah, I mean, LeBron's definitely a line of uh, demarcation. I think it's just, if you remember, after Jordan retired, there was kind of a, you, you thought that Vince Carter was the next one, and we thought that AI was the next one. It wasn't until Kobe after Shaq leaving the Lakers and Kobe assuming the leadership of the most valued franchise in the NBA when Kobe really became that guy and then ultimately LeBron came came that guy. What do you think? Because I'm really – I'm getting more into the political side of, of sports today. What do you think? Do you think that the BLM, the, the NBA using BLM, putting Black Lives Matter on the floor, basically putting a picture of Malcolm X at the, at the center circle – on the floor, do you think that that that's disadvantageous for for the NBA's? I do. I do a lot of lurking in the Fox comments and the Breitbart comments, and I, and there are a lot of racists on there that that hate to see black people fight for their rights. But it is a business, and there is a legitimate point. There are a lot of people that are out there that just want to watch the games. They don't really have a stake in the racial matter at all. They're not against black people. They just want to watch the game. They don't want to be quote accosted with uh yes yes we can and black lives matter and and all of that stuff do you think that that's an issue for the nba yeah i i do i think that um while i again i support their using their time and their money to highlight these issues i think that it is something that uh we should you know we should allow to be normalized and i think that's what it does for me in my mind it normalizes the conversation about Black Lives Matter normalizes the conversation about race so that it doesn't have to be something that people are scared of because they can see it, they can see people support it and still recognize that, you know, the, our, our, our society continues to move forward. 
So, I, so to some degree, I respect them for that because they are taking a risk. On the other side of it, yeah, there are many people who I think will absolutely, you know, want, turn off the television because they don't want to see this, or that's just something that they they don't want the politics to seep into their sports, and it's not because they have a bad feeling about it, but some do have a bad feeling about it, um, and um, uh, but some just want to be able to watch sports without getting political about everything. But at the end of the day, me personally, I would definitely support their uh, their their right to do that because I think it normalizes yeah, this idea that we need to address these issues. I'm all in. I think sports is the platform that has made this a national issue. Without sports, without Colin Kaepernick, without LeBron James, this would not be a national issue from a fan and and movement standpoint. Obviously, you have the the terrible images of of you could pick any murder that or or instance of brutality that's been shown in a 24 seven loop on television. But athletes have shown how much of a platform and how much influence they have nationally with this movement and um i think it's worth losing a few dollars here and there i really i really honestly do now before you before i let you go jeremy uh, it's good to hear from you any shots to take because we're we're bringing paragon cup back and you are the 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 <laughs> first paragon cup winner now that we're now that we're back taking live calls on the air and back on wvol back on terrestrial radio we've picked up five affiliates in the last month and are working on a major affiliate in the Southeast that would, that would actually be a, a larger platform than even WVOL. Do you have, do you have any shots to fire at? Uh, Cause I, I've, I'm getting a lot of chatter from, from Myron and Carlin and, and some of these guys. Do you have, do you have any shots to, to fire? I mean, listen, I've always got shots to fire, man. I gotta be selective about my shots. I mean, you know, you know, just like any pro, man. You know, when you're when you're at the top of your game, when you're in the best, you don't you don't meddle with the. When you're an eagle, you don't meddle with chickens, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, and you soar above. You don't land on the ground just to just to try to peck at chickens. So you know, I'm going to you know I'll, I'll reserve my shot right. when I know when it's when it's appropriate. But I will just take a shot at you because my Sixers are beating your Wizards. So you know, even though y'all got your little the one Wizards, game win uh, yesterday, suck, just no, they're not good. They're not supposed to win. No that's, one, that's that's the whole no one, point. That's no the one entire that point. The Wizards are going to win. Even, <laughs> even Russell Westbrook's mom and wife don't think that the Wizards are going to win. Nobody nobody expects the the only reason I'm a Wizards fan and and thank you for calling it Jeremy. The only reason that I'm a Wizards fan is because I grew up in the in the in the Metro DC area and that was the first team that I saw as as a young child and I just I just stuck with that team over the years. I mean the Wizards the Wizards are really really bad. My Baltimore Orioles are really, really, really bad. It's it's an embarrassment. I was a Capitals fan. They finally had some success, but but I've I've been I've been in a toxic relationship with the Washington Wizards and the Baltimore Orioles for forty years. We're talking about a toxic, abusive relationship. I think the Orioles, my Orioles, is way off on a tangent. Jeremy always takes us on a tangent. My Orioles have lost 14 games in a row. Now, you know how hard it is to lose. These are all professional alpha male elite athletes. You know how hard it is to lose 14 games in a row. I'm I'm almost unsure if the Baltimore Orioles should even exist. If, if the team should not get relegated to AAA because they've basically become a AAA affiliate for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York, New York Yankees. And it's and it's so difficult 
people say, oh, Baltimore is a, a small market town. Baltimore is not as big as Philly and as big as New York. The Orioles, back in the, back in the steroid era, when Brady Anderson, remember Brady Anderson? Remember Brady Anderson went from hitting 11 to 50 bombs overnight. Like, he came back. He he came back from the previous season where he was wearing a weighing a buck seventy five, a buck eighty. He came back at two fifteen, solid muscle, leadoff hitter, hit fifty home runs. The next year, basically was on was on the same. If you read the Mitchell report, was on the same whatever the, whatever Barry Bonds got and Mark McGuire got. Sosa, his he was getting the same juice that those guys were getting allegedly. I don't want to get sued. Yeah, you had Rafael Palmero who tested positive for Royd. So you could call him Rafael Palmeroid because that's proven. And then you had Cal Ripken, you had you had Roberto Alomar. The Orioles had a they had a they had the highest payroll in, in the majors for years. Even higher than the Spankies. They had a higher payroll than the Spankies. Peter Angelos doesn't want to spend any money anymore. It's just basically running uh, an, an organization that stripped bare bones, and I, I'm I don't even know if the Orioles should exist, man. I'm, I mean, I think I think they're very legitimate. If it wasn't for that stadium at Camden Yards, in that beautiful stadium that they have, which is a top five stadium, it's a top five venue in the country to watch a baseball game, they maybe could get contracted. They could be the Montreal Expos. They could be. The I'm trying to think of teams that that have been contracted, but they could be the they could be the Expos. They could be a team that ceases to exist because they're they're averaging 5k, 7k a game. That's before pre-pandemic, and they're just such an embarrassment. Is any good player that they have is going to end up in a in a Padres uniform, a, a, a Dodgers uniform, or or a Spanky's uniform? God forbid. But it's always good to hear from 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 you, Jeremy. Going back on on my tangent, I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut to a break, and I still I still have a couple of of uh, rants and harangues about what I'm seeing because this this issue with people throwing stuff at players this is not this is not knucklehead. This is a there's a lot of racism involved in this. B it kind of shows the de-evolution of society and where and where we're going with with our sports and just how and how we treat people here. In this country, Lance J Show. Yo, now you know the path I'm on. You think you're strong? See if you could travel on. Cause only the weak will try to speak. Those who are quiet will always cause riots. There's three types of people in the world: those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like us from the streets that make things happen. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon Seven Studios. We begin searching for ways to not only feed, not only bridge the access to food, but how can we fight disease? Quite naturally, that required, it was a must that we figure out how to get fresh produce, crisp greens, leafy greens, and fruits and herbs and vegetables directly to the front door of those families that needed it the most. And so we finally come out 
with a solution. And we call that Full Cart Fresh. We have teamed up with some of the, the greatest people in America, our American farmers. And through working with a collaborative of farmers across multiple states, we have created Full Cart Fresh. So imagine this, you're at a farm, the produce is picked and prepared, and it's boxed in a full cart fresh box at the farm. And then through our shipping and logistics uh, program, we ship directly from the farm, directly to the front door of the most vulnerable families in America. We have got families and seniors and children around the country who are hungry and as well as hungry are really managing and coping with serious illnesses and diseases. So come along, help us. Help feeding children everywhere through our Full Cart program and the launch of our new Full Cart Fresh. Help those families in need. He's the paragon of sports talk excellence. The Heisenberg of broadcast radio. The Wolf of Wall Street. You are listening to James Lewis III, host of the Lance J Radio Network. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. section. I didn't even know that Fox News had a had a parenting section. I guess it's where they give advice on how to parent, how to raise young people that, that grow up to hate anybody that doesn't look like them or have the same type of religious beliefs, but I digress. Toddler's story is a toddler admitted into American Mensa, has an IQ of 146, Makes her the youngest member in, in the history of the, the society. So Mensa is basically for really, really smart people. But much smarter than, than me and probably much smarter than you. This young lady is in Los Angeles. So she's only two. Her name, I hope I don't butcher it. Her name is Kashi Quest. This young girl with a, with a brilliant future has, has an IQ of 146. California native Kashi Quest has an IQ of 146 and was accepted into the Haiku Society according to Fox 11 Los Angeles. The achievement is certainly impressive considering average intelligence quotient scores typically range between 85 and 115 in the United States, reports Healthline moreover. It's, uh, only admits people who receive IQ scores in the top 2% of the population. So you got to be about a buck 40 135, 140 in IQ to get into to Mensa. Kashi is a remarkable young lady. 
And what may be rare here is that her gifts have been recognized so early in life. Her parents were able to help her with some of the unique challenges gifted youth encounter. American Mensa's executive uh, director, Trevor Mitchell, told Fox News via email. Being the smartest person in the room isn't always easy, and Mensa understands the importance of being challenged by others, of having our potential recognized, and celebrating achievements, Mitchell added. Now, what's interesting about this, this young lady comes from a interracial family. Her, her father is black. She's actually in the picture on Fox News wearing a hoodie that says black is beautiful. I know that's making a lot of people's heads explode. And her mother is Indian. So she's from, she's from India. I believe we were India or Sri Lanka. She's from that region of the world. The article goes on to say, however, uh, the Akashi shares many behavioral similarities with other toddlers her age, and including negotiations and tantrums. Imagine a somebody with 150 IQ almost throwing a tantrum because you would not give her another cookie. The main difference is she can understand what's being told to her more than her younger peers. Um, so this is a great story, right? The Fox News crowd, and I was talking earlier. I'm going to get into it. I'm not done with the topic. I was talking, to, I was talking into basically the concept of privilege and how people are really showing their arse getting back into stadiums and getting back into public places and having the audacity to throw stuff at Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. I don't like Russell Westbrook. I don't like Kyrie Irving. Like I said, I think I think that Kyrie Irving is perhaps one of the biggest toolboxes to to although a, an amazing talent, one of the biggest toolboxes perhaps ever to grace the hardwood. But a, the fact that I don't like him doesn't give me a right to assault him. B, people see Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook on television because they're smaller. Then Rudy Gobert, they're smaller than, insert, whoever, Carmelo Anthony. They're, they're smaller than Ben Simmons. They're smaller than Joel Embiid. They're small by NBA standards. These guys will still mop the floor with you. These guys are still 6'3", 190 pounds, 200 pounds. Maybe Kyrie's a little smaller than that. These are elite athletes. These are people that work out all day for a living. So if you want to throw popcorn at Russell Westbrook, it's one thing to do that eight rows up in the stadium. It's another to see Russell Westbrook at a nice steakhouse in D.C. with his family and throw popcorn at him and then see how that happens. Now, Charles Barkley tells the story about throwing a guy through, through a window and someone said, hey, do you have any regrets about throwing him through a window? And Charles Barkley said, my only regret is that the window was on the first floor. I had an incident where when I was at, when I was at Pine Forge, I'm going to get back to, to, I'm all over the map today. I'm going to get back to this Mensa story. I had an incident when I was at Pine Forge. We had a chance to sing the national anthem under, um, our mentor, Lloyd Mallory, we had, a, we had a chance. We had a very good choir. We went to a Sixers game. This was 1995, just before AI got there. 
and I got there the next year. This was a bad Sixers team. They were worst team. Obviously, they got the first draft pick because they got AI. I think they won 16 or 17 games that year. We went, I think it was called the First Union Center at the time. We sang the national anthem. The choir that I was in it was about 50 or 60 of us. They gave us pretty decent seats because the Sixers were one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the NBA. We were able to talk our way by the end of the game to, to sitting, sitting right behind the bench because there was nobody there. I mean, the stadium, stadium was empty. So we went to the – we were kids. We went to the – we went to the 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 the, the row attendants and said, oh, man, this we're, we're, we're just kids. Can we – we just love to sit behind the bench for the fourth quarter and be – it would be a life. It would be a life changing experience for us. They let us in. There was, what, what did they have to lose? And the, who was lining up to watch Jerry Stackhouse and Clarence Witherspoon and company chuck up air balls? We're sitting behind the bench. Now we we made some. We were very immature, young. John Lucas was their coach. John Lucas had some history with substance abuse. We started heckling the Sixers because we were immature, young kids, 16, 17 years old. We started making light of some of John Lucas's personal struggles, which was very immature and a, and a black eye for, for Pine Forge Academy. We were talking about Jerry Stackhouse and how he sucks. We are talking about Clarence Witherspoon and how he was fat. We were going to town. Finally, Jerry Stackhouse got up and he said to us, Basically, I don't remember the exact words, but he basically said, hey, that's enough. I'll bleep you, you little kids up. He basically told us to shut the bleep up. When he stood up, it dawned on me. I was like, man, this guy's like 6'7", 200 and change. And although he was not a franchise player, this guy played, this guy played at, at, at UNC. It was, a, it was a superstar at North Carolina. And then you realize that, hey, in real life, it's one thing. And I'm glad I learned that lesson young. In real life, it's one thing to talk from, from distance to these people, throw stuff on these people. But you don't want to go man-to-man with, with Jerry Stackhouse, especially. You don't want to go man-to-man with Russ Westbrook. You don't want to go man-to-man with Kyrie Irving. You don't want to go man-to-man with any of these people playing the league. I don't care if it's Jock Vaughn. I don't care if it's Tyron Lue. I don't care if it's the smallest person. I don't care if it's Spud Webb. I don't care if it's Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues would have kicked your arse up and down the court. He would have hit you with a two-piece and a biscuit, and it would have been it would have been all over for you. Don't mess with pro athletes physically. You you're gonna lose 99 times out of hundred. No, unless it's Jake and Logan Paul and it's a stage fight. Other than that, don't mess with pro athletes. But back to back to Mensa. This is this is why I brought up the Mensa issue. Now, you would think, I factually know as, a, as someone who leans conservative, conservatives are always talking about IQs higher. That's, that's Trump's favorite. Trump's favorite phrase was, hey, I have a higher IQ. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm, the most, I'm the smartest. Well, he would say something like most smartest. I'm the smartest. I'm the best. I hire the best people. Don't pay them. But I hire the best people. I alone can fix it. Conservatives are the smarter, more intellectual, more highbrow brand of politicians. So conservatives are really high on the whole IQ. They love you go to Breitbart, you go to you go to Fox News. They love to talk about how black people have lower IQs. They love it. 
they live for it. They love to say that the quote 13%, the blackity black, black, black crowd is genetically predisposed to be dumber on the bell curve. That theory is all over Breitbart. It's all over Fox News in the chat rooms. Then if you go to, to real true hate sites, Stormfront, then it really gets into the, to the deeper stuff like that. Don't go, to, don't go to Stormfront. You'll be mad. I got hooked into Stormfront on Fox News. Somebody put a link up as a study to verify that blacks were stupid. And I clicked on the link and went to Stormfront, and, and my life's never been the same since. But I find this very interesting because this cohort is really, really focused on intellect and being smarter. Well, looking at this, I'm reading directly from Fox News chat room. They don't really seem to be very happy that this young lady who is uh, a mixed racial person, her father's black, her mother is Indian. They don't really seem, the Fox News crowd don't really seem to be happy that this, that this kid scored so high. I'm just reading comments. So this is, <laughs> I'm reading random comments. This is Wayright489. This is on Fox News's platform. Quote, unfortunately for this little one in our woke school system, she must be held back for her potential uh, as not to bruise the sensibilities of underachieving balance of her class. A lot of schools are canceling AP classes to be more uh, inclusive and teach critical race theory. That's the first place people go. Here's here's don't ask me. I'm just reading random stuff. This isn't this isn't pre preloaded. This is just random reading. Don't ask me. Someone having a high IQ does not mean that they're wiser than someone else. Now the whole Trump's whole Trump's whole basis in politics was that having a higher IQ does mean that you're wiser than someone else. It does mean that you're smarter. Anyone can be wiser with the process knowledge that they possess if they use common sense, but common sense isn't common. Now, someone below this said, quote, you wrote this because she's black. <laughs> so, obviously, there are people that that um, that that disagree and people that are chiming in. Um, here, here's another comment. I wish this little girl well in life. This is Joker's Wild. I wish this girl well in life. I was really too. I was really smart up until about the eighth grade. Then I discovered real life. And not just solving quadratic equations, winning spelling bees, namely football, beer, rock and roll, girls. Not necessarily in that order. I think I had a lot more fun with life since. These comments are littered with people that are saying that, ah, well, if you're too, your IQ can't really be that high. It's not, it's not a real test. It's, it's a scam. There are even some comments that, that I saw I can't get to immediately that went full racial and said, well, hey, I hope that she moves out of a neighborhood with other black people so she's not held behind by other 13 percenters. Yada, 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 yada. I just, I just thought that that was interesting. It just, it just continues to show that, that racism is alive and well. I don't think that everyone, I've said over and over, I have a conservative background. I don't think that everyone that supports Fox News is a racist. I'm on Fox News because, for the most part, I believe in conservative politics. But it's just very interesting, and it shows this little girl is only two. This little girl is obviously an advanced and brilliant child, gifted. 
Maybe she'll grow up to cure cancer. Maybe she'll grow up to be the president of the United States. Maybe she'll grow up and go into academia. Maybe she doesn't pan out. Maybe she becomes a teenager and gets involved with, with other stuff. But there's so many people rooting for this young person to fail, and it's very clearly because she is a person of color. It's very funny that when racists create the IQ test score and racists use the IQ test score to say that people who are of color are inferior to them, these same racists denounce the IQ test score when someone who doesn't fit in that box scores very, very highly on that test. And we see that in society very, very often. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is Lance J here for Industrious Office Space here in Nashville. I'm constantly getting DMs and emails about the beautiful panoramic offices that we lease downtown overlooking the Music City. Industrious's offices and suites inspire productivity and their modern design and anonymities are unparalleled. They have a great staff and flexible lease options of three, six, and 12 months. Moving into our space has been the best decision I have made since becoming an entrepreneur. If you want to absolutely blow away your clients and turn your small business into a large business, go to www.industriousoffice.com and schedule a tour of the downtown Union Street or Gulch office. Trust me, you will not be disappointed.